please be seated for our Bible readings. The reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 2, beginning at verse 14a. It can be found on page 127 in the New Testament section of the Church Bible. In this reading, Peter and the apostles witness to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders and signs that God did through him. Among you, as you yourselves know, this man handed over to you, according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades. Or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David, that he both died and was buried and his tomb was with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus, God raised up, and of that, all of us are witnesses. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. The Gospel reading is taken from John chapter 20, beginning at verse 11. It can be found on what page 123 in the New Testament section of the Church Bible. In this reading, we hear of Mary Magdalene's encounter at the empty tomb with the risen Jesus. 
But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said those things to her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thank you, Teresa. Shall we pray together? So, Lord, may my mouth speak wisdom and the meditation of my heart bring understanding that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher this morning to awaken our hearts, expand our minds, and shape our identity in you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Please do be seated. Uh, if you've stood at a graveside and wept, you've known Mary of Magdala. For it's here at Jesus' graveside that she replayed the memories of her life. Let's just say Mary had known her seasons of discontent, her winters of despair, until her life had been transformed by meeting Jesus. And let's just say all those feelings of hope and light had been absolutely crushed, ripped from her soul as she surveyed through reddened eyes the not-so-wondrous cross. And let's just say, as she returns to Jesus' graveside, literally, she's standing on the steepest, precarious precipice. Nothing hurts like this. And in tears, wailing, not whimpering, that's what the word means, she looks into the empty, deadly chasm of death. Literally wondering 
what she's doing there. While Peter and John depart, somehow she stays. Somehow she remains. Because it's only by remaining that hope is reborn. Because it's only through death resurrection occurs. If you were here last Sunday on Easter Day, you may remember how I said over these four Sundays in Easter, we're going to be looking at four ordinary people's encounters with the risen Jesus. These were people just like you, just like me. And I said through these four people's encounters with the risen Jesus, we find the four pieces of evidence that prove that Jesus rose from the dead. One might be enough for you, as we saw last week, it was for one of those people, but others needed more than one. As it happens, as through this story, what we encounter to some extent more than others, each of these four pieces of evidence. So let's go into the first Easter day once more. Let's go and examine Mary's life once more. As we see these four pieces of evidence through four separate scenes of the same story. Here's, if you like, scene one. Here's, if you like, the first piece of evidence as we saw last week. Mary encounters two angels at the empty tomb. You see, there Mary remains, still standing outside. It's only now she dares to bend and take a peek. You know, deeply wailing would be an accurate reflection of not just Mary's tears, but her state of mind, her anxious emotions, her shattered soul. Absorbed in grief, she sees through bleared eyes two angels before her, sitting where She'd seen Jesus' body being laid. Still in despair, she begins to wonder what it might mean. Woman, why are you weeping? Wonder the angels, meanwhile. Mary's response shows how still in incredulity she cannot see the light. The light of that first piece of evidence, the sight of the empty tomb. It's that piece of evidence we looked at last week. So if you haven't caught up yet with Easter Day's message, this is your advert to do so. We, meanwhile, will move on to scene two. How Mary doesn't recognize Jesus in his resurrection body. You see, having not been fazed by the sight of seeing two angels at Jesus' tomb, she turns around to see who she thinks is the gardener behind her. Having failed to recognize it's Jesus, woman, why are you weeping? He asks. Repeating, if you like, the angel's question from earlier, followed by another, whom are you looking for? Mary's response tells us in part why she didn't recognize Jesus, because she wasn't expecting to see him. 
See, it wasn't, wasn't her fault. Nobody in those days, even if you believed in the resurrection, believed as such or expected the resurrection of a specific person in the present time. If you believed in the resurrection in those days, you believed in the general resurrection of the dead at the end of time. You see, Mary was looking for a dead body, wasn't she? Whereas the second piece of evidence Jesus had risen from the dead is an alive body. You know, we'll see this this piece of evidence as we, we go through both next week and the week after of Jesus' resurrection body, of in the words of, of Bishop Tom Wright, that is trans-physical. Trans in the sense that it's transformed, but physical in the sense that it is a body. You see, Jesus lives, doesn't he, today in the prototype resurrection body. The type of body that all believers receive at the end of time. Now what we can say of this body from this passage is it's the same, but it's different. He's alive, but with a new sort of life. Kind of suggesting that whoever we are now is a shadow of our future selves. Of course, Mary isn't unique, is she? She's not unique in not recognizing the risen Jesus. Remember the the disciples on the road to Emmaus? They walk with Jesus for goodness knows how long and don't recognize him. Or if we were to read in chapter 21 of John's Gospel, seven of the disciples, having previously already met the risen Jesus, don't recognize him as as they're fishing in the Sea of Galilee and he's on the shoreline calling to them. And so we move on to scene three, as Mary becomes an eyewitness to Jesus' resurrection. One word was all it took. If you like, it's part greeting, part consolation, maybe even part gentle rebuke. Come on, don't you recognize me? Part invitation, all rolled into one. One word, that word, her name, Mary. You see, Mary was the, the type, of profession, type of person who through a profession had got, been used, had got used to being called so many other different types of names. To be called her name. And by all people, Jesus had transformed her life in the first place and now it would do once more, again, Mary. As Jesus had said earlier in John's Gospel, the gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own by name and leads them out, and the sheep follow because they hear. His voice. With the disciples on the road to Emmaus, it was through the action of breaking bread that they recognized Jesus. For Mary, it was through hearing his voice call her name that she recognized him. Mary, 
Rabboni, meaning my teacher, my great one. Her direction changes, her trajectory shifts, a force erupts, if you like. Now picture the scene from those, from those tears. She's now literally jumping for joy all over Jesus. I found you. Well, Mary may have found Jesus, but she doesn't understand it all still. Do not touch me is an unfortunate translation of the Greek verb meaning to hold on or to cling. Jesus is saying, as we'll discover next week, that the intimacy that that she now craves with the risen Jesus in future will be forthcoming from the presence of God's spirit in her life rather than being with him. That's what the reference to the ascension means in verse 17. Last week we saw how John became the first believer in Jesus' resurrection through the sight of the empty tomb alone. It was the only piece of evidence he needed to tell him that Jesus had risen from the dead. Well, if John becomes the first believer, if you like, in the resurrection, Mary becomes the first eyewitness to seeing the risen Jesus the third piece of evidence that shows us that Jesus had risen from the dead. You know, we'll see this piece of evidence once more next week, the the week after, as Paul would say, wouldn't he, in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 6, that, that Jesus appeared to more than 500 people in his resurrected body. And Mary's the first And Mary also becomes the first Christian. For a Christian believes that Jesus was died and was raised from the dead. And a Christian has an encounter with the risen Jesus. And at that moment, Mary is the first person for whom both statements are true. The gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd and the sheep hear his voice he calls his own by name and leads them out and the sheep follow because they know his voice and so after hearing Jesus' voice we arrive at scene four the transformative difference it made to those who met the risen Jesus And to quote the book of Acts, how they turned the world upside down. Transformed, Mary now leaves. To go and tell the disciples how she's seen the Lord, recalling all that she was told to tell them. This is, if you like, the final, the fourth piece of evidence that Jesus rose from the dead. It was the transforming difference from meeting him that it made to those people's lives. Four pieces of evidence. Four scenes. Did you notice how in Mary's conversation with the risen Jesus, he either asks her a question or he gives her an instruction or he simply calls her by name. 
I wonder where do we hear the spirit of Jesus' voice this morning speaking to us through this encounter between Mary and the risen Jesus. Will you follow? For his sheep know his voice and follow him. Is it in how at first Mary doesn't recognize Jesus? wonder in our conversation with Jesus, where might we be not recognizing him in our lives? Where might we be, for whatever reason, missing Jesus' work in our lives? Can you hear him calling your name? Mary, I'm over here. Where in our lives, might we be not recognizing Jesus' call, our name? Or is it in how Mary comes to Jesus in tears and Jesus ministers to her in and through those tears? I wonder in our conversation with Jesus, where do we need Jesus to minister to us? in our tears where is the pain that you need to tell him about that she tells him about and be healed they have taken away my you see tears have those own natural rhythm don't they you can't rush them stoop down into the empty tomb as Mary does in tears and wait for Jesus' response. Or is it in how Mary holds on to Jesus? See, it can be very tempting, can't it, to cling on to Jesus. You know, it's safe, isn't it? It's comfortable. But you see, the the purpose of church as Jesus calls us is to fill us up, to then send us out to go and tell others of his witness in our lives through the week. I wonder where in our conversation Jesus might be saying, hey, don't hold on to me. But go and tell others how you have seen the Lord like Mary did. You know, to whom does Jesus want us to go this morning? Maybe after this service and tell them that. Or sometime this week, to whom might he want you to go and witness to the good news of Jesus Christ in your life? Or is it how in everything for Mary, everything's personal, isn't it? Did you notice how she keeps calling Jesus my Lord, my teacher, if you like, my great one? Then did you notice how Jesus copies her? Did you notice how Jesus copies her and how he speaks of the disciples? You know, how's Jesus spoke of his disciples so far that we know? He's called them disciples. He's even called them apostles. He's called them servants. He's called them friends. But now comes a deeper level of affection. Did you notice what he said? He calls them my brothers. And he calls his father, their father, in other words, your father. 
I wonder where in your conversation with Jesus might you need to know this morning. Jesus say, you are the father's child. You are my brother. You are my sister. The gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own by name and leads them out. And the sheep follow him because they hear and know his voice. Will you follow? For his sheep know his voice and follow. Shall we pray? Risen Lord Jesus, who calls us by name. When we can't recognize you, help us to see you, for you are the way. When we are in pain, meet us in our tears. When we want to hold on to you, give us the strength to go and tell others. And when we keep failing, reassure us of whose we are as your precious child. For your word is the truth. And we want to live the life you promised. In Jesus' name, amen.